I've never actually had a beer out of uh, this mug before. This yeah. is, it's like a porg with its head removed. I feel like this is a good beer mug. And you're, you're drinking out of my measuring cup. Yeah, it's a beaker. <laughs> so a coffee cup and a measure. I have plenty of pint glasses, dude. I know, but I like I like the way this feels. Do you drink? Are you drinking out of the tip of it or just the side? Like yeah, the pouring part. The pour, the spout. Yeah, the spout. Mmm, right in there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the fucking intro without burping. And come to mommy. Hey guys, welcome to the Final Boys. I am Matt. And I'm Dustin. And today we are back with another Urban Legends slash lore episode for you. This is part two, Electric Boogaloo. And so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and That's sweet intro. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and uh, talk about some Urban Legends and some more lore with you here today. And uh, we we don't know what we're talking about. Like yeah. I didn't tell you what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about, but, but I don't know, know what I'm talking what, about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, well then we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we actually keep this a secret from each other. So I have no idea what Dustin's going to talk about today, and he doesn't know what I'm going to talk about unless Kim leaked it. No, she's the middleman. No, I know. she didn't. She's so kidding. yeah, yeah, we both uh, we both text my girlfriend, tell her what we are planning on talking about, and then she gives us the okay. So if- yeah. Uh, Thanks, yeah, Kim. Yeah, as, as far as I know, we didn't pick the same thing. <laughs> no, yeah, she said we're both good, yeah, so that's good. awesome. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Um, yeah, so we uh, we have a little bit of lore with some backstory and everything, and we're just going to get right into it. Um, well, actually, we don't have any five-star shout-outs. We now. don't have any five-star shout-outs uh, today, this episode, mm-hmm. um, but we do appreciate uh, if you guys are liking the podcast uh, and you have the time, please go on iTunes or uh, Stitcher and give us a five-star review. Uh, it really helps out the podcast, um, and it helps us grow. Exactly. So thank you very much for everyone that's done that. And uh, also, thank you for submitting stories. User stories are always fun. We love mm-hmm. reading them. Thank you very much for doing that. And uh, yeah, dude, happy Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that it's a national holiday today. Is it a national holiday? Oh, yeah. It's an observed holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the holiday I observe. I have. I'm wearing my They Kill T-shirt from uh, Terror Threads. It's pretty sweet. I'm super jealous of that shirt. It's just like mm-hmm. they live mixed with your your classic horror killers. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And I got my uh, Mighty Voorhees dad hat on. Nice, so nice. So we uh, we you know celebrated. It. I had I had to go to work. Obviously, I couldn't mm-hmm. take the day off. But you know we celebrated it. Um, with our wardrobes today. You're wearing a Halloween shirt. I purposely wore my Halloween shirt today. Um, I have a bunch of horror shirts, but I was like, I haven't worn this Halloween shirt in a couple weeks, and it's Friday the 13th, so whatever, man, slashers, it's cool. I think... Try it out. Your, <laughs> I think your wardrobe is is horror and metal shirts. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah, I'm not a classy person at all. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I wear. Uh, metal shirts, horror shirts, and there's a couple nerdy ones thrown in there. But uh, I'll probably watch... The Burning tonight when I go to bed. What's The Burning? Uh, the Burning is a fucking awesome, awesome slasher movie. I love it. It's cheesy. It's fun. Um, it happened a year after Friday the 13th. Uh, camp counselors, you know, getting fucking slaughtered by Cropsy. Dude, it's so good. Oh, Cropsy. Yeah, if you, if you want to watch it, fucking borrow it. It's so good. I have the Arrow release of it. It's 
I've loved that movie for a long time. It's just fun. It's che- it's, che- it's a cheesy camp slasher movie, and uh, some of the special effects are really great for the time. And it's just I've, fun. I've yeah. never heard of it. Does it get buried by Friday the Thirteenth? Um, there's a reason for that, okay. um, and that's because I believe I'm looking it up right now because I I want to say that from what I've heard over the years is that it was some of the same creative crew that Ooh. did Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, and they wanted to kind of make the same film. So I don't know if this is true. I'm looking it up now. I've never actually confirmed it, um, but I feel like it was some of the same crew. Let's see. Uh, this project was initiated before the popularity of the sleeper hit Friday the 13th. Um, it was created, it was given a five page treatment. Um, it was called the Cropsy Maniac in 1980. Uh, it was a f- before a full month before Sean S. Cunningham's Friday the 13th film was released. So this was in the works before Friday the 13th. Um, this is news to me, dude. I should have probably done research on it, but yeah, um, Awesome movie. It's just fun, dude. Like, there's one part, <laughs> you get a couple deaths, like, back-to-back. Fucking awesome. So, I say check it out. It's uh, it's fun. You know, maybe we should make this a segment um, going here, here on out, just before we even start our topic, talking about what we watched or what we're for planning on watching for the week. I'm down. That sounds fun. That sounds super fun. That way we get to chat. And plus, <clears throat> we're always watching new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, if you guys haven't figured it out by now, Dustin is the film connoisseur of modern horror flicks for sure. Dude, I love modern horror. I'm, okay, so one movie that I'm really looking forward to, it's going to be, it's either out already by the time you're listening to this or it's coming out the week you're listening to this, mm-hmm. but Truth or Dare, produced by Blumhouse, fuck, I'm so excited for it. It looks yeah. stupid. It looks really dumb, but surprisingly, I actually want to go see it, and that's I'm, a first, man. I'm really excited to see it. Um, but what I watched... This week was Monsters, a Chinese, <laughs> it's a Chinese horror flick that's on Shutter right now, and it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's entertaining for sure. It's nothing I'd rewatch, and I you know I'm not gonna rewatch it every Halloween or like every Friday the Thirteenth, but it was a it was a nice way to bring in you know Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, I haven't checked it out yet. I'm gonna watch that. He recommended it. It's on Shutter. Um, I think everyone on the planet has or will be seeing A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. Um, that came out last week. Uh, we both got to check that out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Definitely a thriller, not a horror flick. Um, yeah. Monster movie. It's a monster movie. It's a monster movie, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, had a mean Cloverfield kind of vibe to it, and uh, it was fun. But yeah, it had, it had a lot of really cool things about it, but also a lot of meh things about it. I, I'll agree with that, yeah. yeah. There's definitely some meh. But uh, visually, it was pretty cool. I liked it. But yeah, man, um, I say we just do that every week. Yeah, that sounds We're fun. always watching new shit, so and I'm always finding old stuff that I'm. Yeah, I, even I don't more. know any anything about the old horror movies. I don't even know <laughs> why I call myself a horror fan. I don't know. I haven't. I've never even. This is. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to don't even, do it. I wouldn't do it, man. Even say it, but I've never even seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, any of them. Which is fucking bananas because I have all of them in the in the next room. <sighs> yeah, I really, I think I would like to. You should just take them. the box set, man. <clears throat> They're awesome. I say watch them in order so you can kind of get the gist of how bad some of them are. But I mean, I don't want to be biased, man. But there's mm-hmm. one that just stands out that everyone loves. And I also, I've never seen any of the. I haven't seen any of the newer, like after part four of. Friday 13th. But I heard it uh, starts going downhill. It does go downhill, but Jason Lives is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, just such a fun 
movie and it knows it's fun. Um, that's a blast. But yeah, stuff like Jason Goes to Hell, like, fuck, man. Jason Goes to Manhattan, like, that movie this is... It's fun. It's not... Listen, <laughs> you know, like, 40% of the movie's on a fucking boat, not even in the city. Um, it's really bad, but a couple of the kills are just funny as shit. Yeah. I don't want to spoil them for you. They're funny. But um, it's not the best one. You know? yeah. They're all they're all fun. I shouldn't say the, all these movies are fun in their own way. But um, I would just not watch Jason Goes to Hell. Personally, that one's not good. But yeah, whatever. Whatever. If you want to borrow them, I have them all. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll be doing that every uh, every week now. And I'm just reading about the burning now. I feel like such an idiot for not knowing that it was in production and kind of in the works before Friday the 13th. I thought they went hand in hand where like some of the crew was working on the burning that worked on Friday the 13th. So now I feel like a fool, but yeah, cool movie. So yeah, today we're going to do our urban legends lore part two. And do you want to go first? I'm excited. Who went first last time? You did. I did. Okay. So you go first this time. Fuck. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You you did go first this time. You did go first last time. All right. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'm gonna like, turn off my mic and and listen and just listen. You gonna sippy sip on your lime? It's getting better the more I sip it. I think it's because it's beer. It's fine. It's a fine light beer. It's all right. I like this mug. I like your mug. I think we cho- you chose great mugs. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you did a good job. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Tonight, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the entity or creatures called banshees. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you think I was going to do that? No. Okay, cool. I don't know anything about banshees. I didn't either, but now I know a little bit about them. <laughs> Just enough to be dangerous. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, know. your banshee facts, you're going to, you know... We'll see. Mm. We'll okay. see. I know, I know okay. like, just a hair. Just, like, at least one sentence worth of banshee stuff. So, yeah, tonight I'm going to talk about the banshee. Now, originally, I got the concept of a banshee mixed up with another foul creature, which I'm going to talk about at some point in the future. But, um, yeah, once I start explaining the what they are, you'll probably be like, oh, I thought that was this thing. But uh, a banshee is said to be a fairy or a fairy, like a creature whose lore... <laughs> Cut that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a banshee is said to be a fairy, a uh, fairy-like creature whose lore originated in Ireland. The creature is mainly presented through tales as a woman draped in garb and with long hair. Sometimes she is described as wearing a shroud to hide her old face and red glowing eyes. Other times she is described as a nude figure carrying a bowl of blood and her head is missing from her body. What? Yeah. Metal. (laughs) Metal. Metal. Most notably, she is described as a woman wearing a white or silver dress with a pale complexion and long white hair. The origin of the Banshee is said to originate around the 8th century when tales of woe were sang by beautiful women upon the death of family members and friends. These singers were known as keeners, and they were sometimes hired to sing a song of lamentation or, in Irish pronunciation, a quina. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah, I'm, you I don't, know. It's not spelled that way. I believe it. Qu- quina. These keeners could vary in skill, but most of them mainly accepted payment for their talents in the form of alcohol. Some would consider these women sinners for accepting booze as a payment for singing of one's death, and most were damned by communities to be banshees for life. So yeah, the thing is, 
since they were going around, some of them would collect their payments in the form of alcohol. People would be like, you're a fucking sinner, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, you're getting paid in booze, you get hammered all the time, and you just have to sing. It's a pretty cool lifestyle. So what were this? They were singing about the dead? They, there would be these keeners that were hired, and they would sing when someone passed away that meant something to you. So you'd hire them, and they would come and sing of lamentation and, and, and woe for the family and friends. So would they th- make it up on the spot, or would they like... They had like songs and okay. stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't like actually look into the lyrics. Some of them were fucking way out there, but it seemed like they would just sing about the person and like your feelings and trying to like express sorrow essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they were just they were hired, and so they would be all over the place. Some of them had more value than others. Like some were just like, "Hey, my daughter's gonna sing a song for you know, yeah. dead McShamus McFace. You know, he's Did dead. Did she want to be paid in alcohol? I don't think so. Okay. So like, yeah, and some, you had some John Mayer's yeah, types. John Mayer. <laughs> then you um, then you had better keeners that were paid more alcohol and money. You know, so yeah. there was like professional keeners that would right. come around and sing for your dead. So that was just an interesting job. Um, and like I was saying, so since some of them did that for a living, a lot of people were very religious, Irish Catholics, and they'd be like, hey, you're a fucking sinner, you know? You're doing this to collect on our dead, but it's like, well, everyone's got to make money somehow. But they're not really making money, they're just making It depends. Alcohol. Oh, it, yeah, okay. It depended. Or alcohol. But a lot of them collected in just alcohol. It's like they'd yeah. show up and they'd be like a bard, essentially. It's like you pay them booze and they would just sing for your dead, which I feel like is still a fair trade. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. What's the big deal? I mean, if you're willing to pay for it. So yeah, they were those ones were considered damned. So a lot of the really religious would be like, you're a sinner, you're damned to hell, you are a banshee woman. And that's where it came from. They just consider them evil. Banshees are generally known in Irish lore to represent an approaching death. They were a sign that someone within the family has passed far away or someone was about to pass away. So that essentially means like whenever, like I just said, when, whenever someone's about to die, these banshee would show up. Okay, so they were like Grim Reapers. Almost, almost. So like the way I describe it is banshees aren't the bringers of death, but the messengers that know of it. And so they would show up and kind of promote it, you know, essentially like, hey, someone's going to die. Mm -hmm. Or one of your family members very far away did die. And that kind of ties into the the like who the banshee sang for essentially so i guess there's if you are 100% irish blood from a certain part of ireland it would follow certain families around and so if you were part of this certain family a banshee would come and sing type thing some tales state that there are banshees who want to harm no one but simply appear before the person who's supposed to die in the form of a beautiful enchanted woman they are known to sing days before this person's death and then can sometimes be heard by the family in the following days so if you were, you know, part of one of these families, you could be sitting there and you just start hearing someone sing to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. Without anybody there? Like, yeah. okay, wow, okay. Yeah, like, I'm going to fucking die, dude. Which what, is is, that, like, what is that on the counter? A bowl of blood? Oh, no. Oh, no, there's a naked headless woman in my house. <clears throat> Holy shit. Yeah, you have bigger problems, dude. She's still coming after you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the other side to the banshees, the kind that are foul or described as evil. These creatures are most often heard, but not seen. Some tales speak of hearing loud screams, wailing, and howls, off in the distance and on very dark nights. The shriek of a banshee is said to rattle an individual to their bones or stop them completely in their tracks. If witnessed, these banshees have been said to immediately dissipate into clouds of mist 
as their sounds fade away into the darkness. Some say that the Banshee is a way to tie the living to the other world. So if you believe in otherworldly stuff, apparently the Banshee is the gap between the two, where they can essentially see the spirit before it arrives on their side. Ooh. And that's how they would show okay. up and know who to sing to. Dude, that reminds me of a character from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> she was like the... Uh, <laughs> uh, brought to you by Dustin's Vampire Diaries update. <laughs> I was going to say, brought to you by Bowl of Blood. <laughs> um, her, her, like, her character was a witch, but then she lost her power. And she was like, in... Um, dude, our Vampire Diary fans no, I'm, will know. I'm interested. What, yeah. uh, she was like... The if someone died with magical abilities, they'd have to pass through her before they got to the other side. Oh. So she was able to see like the living and then also the dead, but she would also have to help the dead get to the other side. So what That's kinda cool. But it kinda sucked because like what they would have to do is touch her uh-huh. and then she would feel the pain that they felt when they died. Oh, that's fucked. That kinda sucks. That part sucked. Is she like one of the main characters? Yeah. I forgot her name. Um I forgot her name. That's Doesn't actually matter. kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Do they show like people transition? There's so many cool like lore type things in Vampire, Vampire Diaries. Diaries. If you get through like all of like the, uh, the teenage drama <laughs> and, and romance, it's it has a lot of cool stuff. Same with Supernatural. If you can get if you can like see all through the, like the WB bullshit, yeah, it's there's some cool shit. Dude, I have never watched any Supernatural. I've heard nothing but great things over the years. They're like. 13 seasons in. I fell off. They started doing a lot of angels and demons stuff, and I was just like, dude. Oh, man. I'm over it. Because every episode, they would be like, we're hunting werewolves. We're hunting vampires. We're hunting ghosts. We're hunting mm. banshees. We're hunting whatever. And then that was cool. Anyways. Like mo- Monster of the Week stuff. <clears throat> yeah, right. See, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I like, me too. I, like, I love that. If it's going to be a different like monster they're going after, I'm fucking signing me up. Mm-hmm. I heard it's great, man. I No offense to anyone. I just haven't watched Supernatural. I'm yeah. down to check it out, though. Um, More about Banshees. Yes. So, like I was saying, they um, they were the the way you can tie it to our real world is through the other world or otherworldly type stuff. Where if you believe in that, essentially the Banshee is the connection between the two, because um, Banshees kind of go hand in hand with a lot of like uh, like fairy tales, almost a lot of like um, fantasy style lore, you know. But I mean, that's that's pretty much what I've got for um, for Bantries. But I mean, the one thing that I want to leave everyone with is, um, so if you're ever alone and you hear you know soft somber notes entrancing you from afar, just know that your demise is near. Okay, so it's your demise. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a family. Could could it be a family member's as well, or is it? Yeah. So if you hear it, it you're gonna die. Yeah. So there's a, there's a just to clarify all of it. I I did like I read bunch of articles on this um it goes a little bit of both ways okay Okay. so kind of going back to what i said earlier there are tales of banshees that want to harm no one when i said that essentially what's going on here is they're just showing up to kind of warn you that hey one of your family members is going to pass away Mm -hmm. so they would just show up and they would start singing you know this these these songs of woe um and then you you don't necessarily see them but if you did see these these good ones as they're called or these nice ones they would they would show up as beautiful enchanted women with like white hair and they'd be just you know angelic almost uh-huh. and that's kind of the imagery i get of when i think of a banshee but then you also have the opposite side of it where they're just like malicious like they 
enjoy almost hurting people. So these types, they just like scare human beings, like the shrieks and the howling that can, you know, stop you in your tracks type thing. Like it's supposed to be almost earth shattering to a human to hear it. You know, what's going on is if you're hearing a banshee, there's different paths with Mm -hmm. this whole, all this lore. But if you hear a banshee and no one else in your family's hearing it, that means it's your death. Oh shit. But if you like, in the lore, if, you know, say you're in your house with your family and everyone starts hearing this woman crying or singing outside, they knew someone in the family was going to die. But if you're at the dinner table and, like, little Billy hears it, but the rest of the family doesn't, <laughs> that kid's fucked. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, Billy dead. Might as well drink a bowl of blood. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Bowl, bowl of, of Blood. blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, that's crazy. Because I, like, when you said Banshee, I always thought of, like, a swamp siren. That's, ex- thank you. There you go. Like but someone just like screeches you, and like you fucking nailed it. So as I said in the very very beginning, mm-hmm. I mixed up the two concepts of oh, a shit. of a siren and a banshee, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna cover this soon, and you'll probably get it too. The swamp siren, like a siren. Yeah, I mixed up sirens and banshees. Yep, totally different things. Because like a siren is on the sea, right? So I actually didn't do a lot of research on that at all, but I from what I know, sirens more tied into water, right? But also sirens are harmful to humans like har- right. they are harmful and dangerous generally banshees they don't hurt anyone besides their shrieks and cries and howls so yeah well that's crazy man yeah i always thought like banshees like lived in swamps and like were like super fr- like almost like yeah. leathery skin and like would just scream at you almost serpent like right yeah. or that- yeah like serpent or like even like almost kind of like witch doctor yeah, yeah yeah like lived in like a mud hut in the middle of Wherever, yeah. See, swamp. I think we're we yeah we're both definitely thinking of different variations of uh, of a siren, you know. Um, and that's super funny you brought that up, dude. Totally different creatures. Um, banshees are just the messengers of death. They don't actually bring it. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about it either. I thought they were sirens. So that's what I've got. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Matt. Um, all right, Matt. Well, my uh, I have a little bit of an urban legend for you, and I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever heard it, but um, I, I heard this when I first heard this urban legend, I heard it as a secondhand experience. So I heard it like it happened to a friend of a friend. Hmm. And at the time I completely believed it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember who told me this or why they even decided to lie like <laughs> to my face, but liar. Um, have you ever heard of. The legend of the babysitter and the clown statue. The wait, the babysitter and the clown mm-hmm. statue. I've never heard of this. No. Okay. Well, this is exciting. I've I actually I told a couple of people that I was doing this urban legend, and nobody heard of it. And I don't don't understand why. I heard this when I was in like middle school, and I heard this as a secondhand story. So like it really happened, and it obviously hasn't. It's a it's a creepypasta, right? <laughs> Or whatever creepypasta was before the internet. Urban legend, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was just an urban legend. Um, so my story is the babysitter and the clown statue. Our story starts off in Newport Beach, California with a very wealthy couple. The couple had two beautiful young children. One boy, one girl, and a huge... <laughs> a huge house. <laughs> the house was huge. <laughs> your fucking your wind up for it. I was like, dude, <laughs> oh no, it's coming. He's doing the hand gestures. House. Anybody that tells you that they didn't have a huge house, 
It's fake news. These guys it. had a huge house. Oh, dude. I think I'm getting better at it. You're getting better at it, you fucking orange person. Let's let's go your story. (laughs) The couple had two beautiful young children, one boy, one girl, and a huge house. (laughs) After a long, stress-filled week, the couple decides to hire a babysitter while they have a well-deserved date night out without children. Their normal babysitter wasn't available, so they decided to hire a family friend's recommendation. The babysitter arrived and was as sweet as could be. The couple could leave their house knowing that their children were in great hands. (laughs) Before they left, they explained the bedtime rules, the number in case of emergency, yada yada, normal babysitter shit, right? The kids connected to the babysitter right away and it was the easiest gig she ever had. After she put the kids to bed, she figured she would kill time watching some TV until the parents got home. She remembered the parents telling her that they don't have satellite in the living room because they didn't want their t- their children watching TV, but they did have satellite cable or whatever it is up in their bedroom. She decided to call the couple, let them know the kids were put to bed, fast asleep, and to take their time to enjoy the rest of the night out. Hey, since I have you on the phone, mind if I watch TV in your room until you get back? Of course, the dad said. Have at it. Then she says, I know this sounds funny, but do you mind if I put a sheet over the clown statue in your room? It kind of gives me the creeps. The dad, with nervous curiosity, asked what she was talking about. The babysitter describes a clown statue with beautifully painted red and white face. The dad then urges the babysitter to grab the kids and leave the house immediately, head to the neighbors. We don't have a clown statue. I'm calling the cops. As the babysitter took the kids safely outside, she looks up to the second-story bedroom. To her horror, she sees the red and white face paint of a clown peering through the curtain. Oh. Okay. That's, I've never heard that You've before. You've never heard I this? Mean, this is, is this like a... This is urban legend? Like this more? is an urban legend. Wow, I've never heard that. Um, so there are a couple variations to this story where um, the... Where some of them describe the clown as an uh, an escaped inmate. Sometimes they say the clown was a short-statured person Mm -hmm. um, freezing every time someone saw them to act like a statue or would hide in the attic Mm -hmm. and and then just raid the fridge and like they and that they lived there for like months that they escaped from a mental institution. Um, Some of the stories describe that like the parents. As soon as the parents left, they asked the they asked the babysitter if, if she wanted to watch TV to watch it in their room because the kids have had bad dreams of a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, so like some of the stories are attack, or some of the stories it's like after the babysitter, but sometimes it's at, or some of the stories are after the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just did one variation of it. Yeah, that There's was numerous I, variations. I actually I actually took. I took all of the information. I compiled my own story. Oh, that's kind of cool. Thank okay, you. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. I liked it, man. Um, now, although this was just a story to tell your friends on a sleepover. Yeah. I feel like that's a total sleepover right? story, yeah. The story of killer clowns on the loose hunting down children isn't entirely false. What? Enter John Wayne Gacy. Born March 17th, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. Illinois? 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 Illinois. Illinois? John Wayne Gacy was a prolific American serial killer and rapist. 
He sexually assaulted, tortured, and murdered at least 33 teenage boys and young men between 1972 and 1978 in Cook County, Illinois. The police would find most of the victims' bodies buried underneath his home. Gacy was nicknamed the Clown Killer because of his charitable services at at fundraising events and children's parties where he would dress up as Pogo the Clown, a character he devised. I ended up reading, like, way too much of John Wayne Gacy, Mm -hmm. and the guy is totally fucked. Well, yeah, he was bananas. Like, if you want, it's okay, if you want to, like, I'm not, I don't need to talk about this guy. This guy was crazy. If you want to hear more about him, last podcast on the left does a amazing job. Yeah, their heavy hitter stuff's pretty good. Digging deep into mm-hmm. why he might be this way, exactly what he's done. The guy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, uh, it was it was crazy. So, um, he was convicted of of uh, at least thirty three murders, uh, and was sentenced to death on March thirteenth, nineteen eighty. He spent fourteen years on death row before he was execu- executed by lethal injection. At Stateville Corrections Correctional Center, on May tenth, nineteen ninety four. Damn. Damn. So there was no, there was never any story about a clown that would pose as a statue mm-hmm. uh, in a home for a babysitter. But the, uh, they believe that this urban legend came from John Wayne Gacy because he posed as a clown. Mm-hmm. He had. Like, he would do these, like, tricks for kids and invite them over to his house and stuff like that. Um, and it kind of started that, like, the evil clown craze, yeah. which in horror, like Stephen King's It, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Killer Clowns is so fun. Um, Halloween, even. Oh, yeah, the mask in the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, All, Hall- All Hallows Eve and then, like, the new movie... Um, Terrifier. Have you seen that yet? Oh, with uh, Art the Clown? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't watch it yet, man. I know that uh, Forever Midnight loves it, and they just put out their uh, their LP for it. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. I have not watched it. Have you? I have not. But yeah, I want to I check it out. Um, I have I have an old viewer from Twitch that watched it. His name's Crunch. Shout out, because I know he listens. <laughs> um, he said it was a a gore fest. He thought he he said that he thought it was going to be scary and mm-hmm. like. Had some kind of like you know horror elements, but he said it was it was straight up slasher gore like torture. It's supposed to be just torture and blood, yeah. Um, and then I have a fun fact to to wrap up everything. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, colorophobia. Have you heard this? Colorophobia. Mm-hmm. No. What is it? It's the term used to describe the fear of clowns. Colorophobia. Mm-hmm. Colorphobia. But it isn't recognized it is not recognized as a phobia by the World Health Organization. So it's it there's just so many people that are that have a fear of clowns that they kind of coin the term colorphobia, mm-hmm. but it's not recognized as an actual phobia. Wow. So it's not okay. That's crazy, dude. What the fuck? So I've never heard that story before. I've heard mm-hmm. like other similar stories, but not with a clown specifically. And the fact that they're saying that it probably spawned from from Gacy completely makes sense because 
I feel like that story was conjured up by a group of kids at a sleepover based off of hearing that someone probably died in like their town or whatever, mm-hmm. probably inspired by Gacy and hearing about a clown. They probably just tied it all together with their imagination. Sure. There's your fucking lore. Yeah, and then when I heard it, I heard that it was... So when I heard it originally, it was from a friend who said that it happened to their... Because like, babysitting was like a very popular teenage job. Easily. So one one of the stories was like a friend of a friend um, like experienced all this happening and mm-hmm. that it was an escaped mental um, short-statured person that was living in the house the whole time. See, that's creepier. It's um, creepier. I always thought that like that concept of someone like constantly living in your attic, that's pretty fucking creepy. But I don't know. Um, I, I kind of like the idea that it stems from just like the imagination, like, hey, Gacy, clown, killer. There you go. There's your mm-hmm. story. And like, yeah, everyone fucking was babysitting in the 80s and 90s, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, this, is, this goes farther back, though. Yeah. Uh... Well, I don't know exactly when the story, like, I don't know when this urban legend was actually made. It was put on the internet in, like, 2000-something, but um, it I'm sure it went, it, I'm sure it was created before that, because I remember hearing this in, like, elementary, middle school. I think I was living in New York at the time that I heard this. When you heard the story? Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet didn't exist back then. Dude, that's fucking nuts. I've never heard that story before. And I love the explanation behind it. I I feel like the creepiest version of it is definitely a serial killer on the loose. Not and I guess someone being in your attic is fucking creepy. Some uh, serial killer. That's just cool. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome, dude. Cool. I've never heard that, man. And it's called the clown or the uh, babysitter and the clown statue. Yeah. Huh. All right. For some reason, when you said babysitting, I just thought of that movie, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, which is fucking awesome. So not even tied to this at all. (laughs) Just fun. Um, Dude, that's rad. That's really cool. So I'm glad we got to cover things that neither one of us really knew about. I know. It's exciting, right? It's super fun. We get to learn every every single time. The more you know. The more you know. (laughs) The more you know. Uh, I think that's going to be it for today, man. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, if you guys want to check us out on the social media, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the final boys. You can always find us at the final or www.finalboys.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can also check us out on 12 nights of Yep. Thank you. 12 nights of horror. And you can of course submit your user stories at the as well. If you have any spooky stories you'd like to share with us. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. It's been fun as always. Yeah. And if you hear a song about your demise, remember to cover your ears. Will that stop her? Sure. Sure. Cover your fucking ears. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.